Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. show with the host of the essential as FAF podcast can't say the real word on, on the show <laughs> <laughs> it's my man jc smith representing the memphis grizzlies who pulled it out in oak town last night got the job done in the 901 is my man jc what's up bro boss hey man we still celebrating <laughs> the big win last night man the next generation grizzlies they stepped up Shout out to John Morant. He had his breakout, his coming out party last night. 35 points, man. Came up huge in the fourth quarter and overtime. The next generation Grizzlies are here. And y'all better deal with the NBA. Utah, they coming for you, Utah. <laughs> hey, he showed him his mama's cooking, didn't he? He showed him his mama's cooking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, dog. You know. We uh, uh crashed uh, the NBA party. You know, you know the league didn't want the Grizz in the playoffs, man. So it's I mean the city, the city is on fire right now, man. You know, everybody's still rocking from last night, dog. Yeah, but anybody can blame themselves for their little playing rule. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Any other year, the uh the, the Warriors have been in the playoffs, man. But uh yeah, the NBA messed up, man. They, they let us in the party. Bro, uh, let's start off here, man. Um, what's up with your thoughts on, on the new mask policy, bro? I still can't take off my mask, bro. I, I ain't I ain't there yet. They say if you got vaccine, take off your mask and you know, act like act like it's normal for the most part. How's it over there in Memphis? Uh, are, are you there yet? Man, you know what? I'm I'm, in, I'm I feel like with the mask, like I'm so used to wearing it now, like it would it would be odd you know, out of place not to wear, you know, even if you're fully vaccinated or not, you know what I'm saying? Because it's, it's been such a common place, you know, uh, of our lives for the last year or so. So, you know, like everywhere I go, like I'm always making sure I got uh, a couple of masks, you know what I'm saying, in, in the car with me, man, because I'm just so used to wearing it now. You know, at first, how you know, last year it was, it was weird wearing the mask. Now it's not weird. You know what I'm saying? Now, now it's uh, weird not. To, have, you know, to wear a mask, man. So, you know, I'm torn, man. Like, I feel like, you know, once I get fully vaccinated, dog, I still feel like I would uh, still wear a mask. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm just so used to it, dog. Yeah, I got my files in, in me, and I'm like, nah, I'm good. Like, like you know, you can still get the virus. It don't start getting the virus. And, like, mm -hmm. Damian Lee of the Warriors, fully vaccinated, got the virus and got bad symptoms from it. So, so for me, that's an example. Well, it don't mean I'm, I know it don't mean I, I can't get it. So I'm going to still wear my mask and be cautious because, you know, I'm going to still, I know I'm going to do more stuff, but with my mask on as my accessory. 
Right. Right. You know, it's like you take every precaution that you can, man. Still, you know, sanitizing, uh, social distancing, you know, even though the world, you know, is back out, you know, outside, you know, still like you, you still catch it, man. You know, this is going to be it's like you catch the flu, like COVID is going to be a part of our lives forever. You know what I'm saying? So it is what it is. You still got to take, you know, the necessary precautions, you know, to try to, you know, keep from getting sick there. No doubt, bro. Did you all in Memphis have issues with gas not coming your way? Did you all have that problem? Man, for like a couple of days, people were losing their minds, man. And you saw the gas prices, you know, spike up a little bit. Uh, I, I'm still trying to get the logic of people putting the gas in uh, plastic bags, grocery bags. One of those Home Stop Depot, yeah. Lowe's, uh, paint, yeah. buckets. Yeah, folks are out here wilding, man. They out here wilding. But, you know, uh, like I said, you know, people panic. You know, I mean, that's what people do. You know, that's, that's human nature uh, is for folks to panic, just like you saw with the toilet paper last year. You know, everybody knows survival of the fittest, you know, each man out for themselves, basically, and, and their family. So, you know, I wasn't surprised to see the spike and people lose their minds and trying to hoard hoard uh, gas and stuff, man. But that's just the nature of people, dog. People are selfish. You know what I'm saying? It, uh, it, in, in nature, dog. So anything that people do, like, uh, when the folks do stuff like that, it doesn't surprise me, dog. But, you know, everything, like, people just don't realize, man, just chill. Like, there's no need to, to do all that. But, you know, your they first do. nature... Yeah, the first nation of pandemics and, you know, crisis, you know, is the panic. You know what I'm saying? Well, where you say that, bro, because, you know, there's a gas on the spikes in Atlanta. There's a station that's had gas for 419 for regular. And that's yesterday, crazy. a Georgia man tried to shoot and rob up the gas station because the man wouldn't bring the gas down because <laughs> it's 419. Man, that's California, Hawaii prices right there, man. Like, I mean, I know times are hard, man, and, you know, things happen, you know, shortages happen, but come on, man. $5 for a, a price of a regular, 87 Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. And, and you know what? Speaking of hoarding gas is going in Florida, we have a guy who hoarded gas, driving a Hummer, smoked a cigarette, in the Hummer with the hoarded gas and the car caught on fire because they had four, four containers of open gas in the back seat. Hmm. Florida, right? Yes, Florida. Yeah, that sounds about right, man. Like I said, we man, we got to go get this documentary together, man. And probably, <laughs> uh, probably just Florida, man. You know, see, I think the world, I think the world, ready for it, boss. Yes, I mean, look, just look at that, look at that stupid strike. Really, we doing that? We doing that? Florida man gonna do what Florida man gonna do. You know what I'm saying? And especially a Florida man as a as a cop. Get this. Florida man cop found guilty of planting drugs on black people doing traffic stops. Oh hell, that's that's Florida cop, California cop, Texas cop. Like that's that's nationwide, man. That they ain't just designated for Florida. But uh yeah, then that's that is probably the most common or normal boss man uh report story there <laughs> i've heard in a long time man that one does not you know it's not bizarre or strange or anything like that that's what you expect you know saying from the uh, police bro <laughs> well the not police story and they survived this issue florida highway patrol is searching a couple's car 
while searching the car, the Florida woman gets out a st standard rubberized donger and sticks it up the damn officer's booty and th th puts a rope and some sheets over him and they get away. It's still on the on the loose. How Man, you searching in, like in, in, in the trunk? And I guess they should be bent them over and stuck it up. <laughs> put a sheet of rope over him. Ouch. Man, why it sound like something off the of, uh, <laughs> uh, X-rated version of, uh, what, was, what was that show he's coming out back today on Comedy Central? Uh, Reno 911? Yes. Why it sound like, like a scene from, from Reno 911? So, like an X-rated scene, but yeah. that's crazy. <laughs> wow. That's, that's wild, man. That's Florida. Yes, and you know what? Because they were they were they were not they were they were non-black. He only he was a buyer. He felt comfortable just to do the story ah, shit. See? see, he didn't call for backup because it wasn't black. Got to be more careful on the Florida yeah. Turnpike. Yes, got to be more careful. Another Florida woman. She steals a beer bucket full of charitable sex toys from the local porno depot. Hmm. How you get a beer bucket of sex toys? I just don't, that don't make no sense. That's wild. That sounds like some New Orleans type stuff right there, man. <laughs> yeah. I never that's, heard of crazy. charitable sex toys. I don't know what that even right. means. <laughs> <laughs> who do, who donates sex toys, man? Yeah, I've never heard of charitable sex toys. Right. I'm not. Right. Uh, I'm not. No. That's wild. This is in Duval right here. This is Duval. Jacksonville. Duval. Florida woman arrested after offering people free lap dances and asking cops to bang, bang, bang her in the Walmart parking lot. Oh, yeah, she must have been ugly as hell, strung out, <laughs> cracked out, assaulted, man. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. uh, meth, head, meth head or something going on, man. Exactly, man. It's just crazy. This is a sign of the times right here. Sign of the times, bro. Florida man fired after making fake vaccine cards at work exposed on TikTok. Hey, damn TikTok. Yeah, damn TikTok, <laughs> man. Getting everybody, man. It's getting everybody out here, man. Yeah, making fake uh fake uh, uh corona cards, man. Fake, yeah. fake vaccine cards. Yes. Yes. Hey, yes. Man. Can't knock the hustle, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Can't knock the hustle, man. Everybody Everybody got scammed. Everybody got hustled, man. You know, and shout out to all the PPP. <laughs> all the bro, PPP hustlers out there. Bro. I have a lot of stories on there, but I don't use them because they say some of them are embarrassing. <laughs> some of them are embarrassing. Like, I'm too scared. Hey, I ain't going to do it. But, hey, man, shout out to y'all, man. Yes. Well, <laughs> you're going to love this story. This is an Atlanta woman arrested after slashing tires of man who reached out to her on, on three occasions and got no response and moved on and posted a picture of Nubu and him at a Buckhead restaurant. I think I remember a story similar to the last uh, Bossman report, something similar to that. But, um, yeah, man, like, you know, if I shoot my shot at you and, you know, you block me like Matumbo, <laughs> you know, on several occasions, all right, and if I move on, you know, in the next shot, it's showing me love, showing me attention. Like, why you, why you, why you mad? Why you, why you tripping? You know what I'm saying? Charge to the game, man. You didn't, you didn't want me. You know, 
what black youngster say in the in the uh in the song booty? Uh if you don't love me, somebody gonna love me. Yes. You know, if you don't want me, somebody gonna want me. You know, that's the words of the great black youngster. So you know what I'm saying? So hey man, just got charged the game, man. You know, bro, the but the problem is this though, bro. Hey, now posted he was in Buckhead. She would never found a car. Sanchez tires. Because hmm. he posted his vehicle on his page too. Oh man. So hey, I heard they be, yeah. They be so wild in the Buckhead, man. So she as, knew uh, the vehicle yeah. Yeah. and knew where he was at. Yeah, man. Don't they be wild in the Buckhead? Yes. Cars, killing cars. Me and town and, too. Taking tires, leaving, leaving cars on bricks and stuff. Yes. Man. You know? Cold but world. had you not posted your car on IG and posted where you was at with your new boot. Now, granted, she shouldn't have did it. Granted, mm -hmm. she wrong. But she she gave you the, the Heisman. But you gave her the ammunition to find you. Mm -hmm. But why are you mad, though, boo? But back to you, boo, right. why are you mad? Right. He reached out to you on three occasions. Mm -hmm. Hey, noon and night. <laughs> I had to deal with yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. And, Dude, hey, man. For real, like, you don't want me, somebody gonna want me. That's the moral of that story. Exactly. Well, bro, what are your thoughts on the Jaguar signing this bona fide scrub Tim Tebow, bro? It's that clown would say. Man, I mean, the Tim Tebow story, man, to me, is basically, it's, it's uh, you know, it's sprinkled, you sprinkle in the white privilege. Um, Mm -hmm. And then also, you know, I think Tim Tebow is, you know, kind of a. Um, I think I think I think Tim, Tim Tim Tebow means well. And I think overall, of course, you know, he's a great guy, you know, uh, you know, uh, and everything. But I think I think you know he he's sort of a, a you know NFL or just a, a clout chaser, you know, uh, in general. Mm -hmm. And you know, I think he's an attention whore. You know, I think he wants to keep his name out there and the fact that he didn't make it he was so stubborn in the beginning when everybody was telling him Tim you're not an NFL quarterback you know go play tight end you know he didn't want to do it you know he had his heart yeah, he was NFL quarterback tried mm -hmm. it didn't work at all you know he had we had that one year in Denver with the playoffs but you know that, that was a fluke that was a fluke year. a lucky throw and got man to man yeah. the slant right right you know and then you know, uh, try baseball. That didn't work. You know, like Tim, Tim Tebow is a better analyst than he, than he ever was a quarterback. Yes. You know what I'm saying? He's a better analyst than he ever was a baseball player. Like, bro, you can make you can make millions as an analyst. Like, why do you continue continue to throw yourself out there, you know, and, and try to chase his NFL dream when you, they gave you opportunity? You could have played tight end and maybe been successful, you know, if you had, you know, done it from day one. Mm -hmm. You know, when you got to the league, you know, but now you're 33 years old, about to be 34 when the season starts. And you think you got a chance now, man. And then also you got to think about, man, the other teams. They gonna be, if, if, Tim, if Tim Tebow makes the official roster and actually plays during the season, nah, the other team will be gunning for him for oh, yeah. them, uh, them, them linebackers, the safeties, they gonna be gunning for him, for you know, just to prove a point. Like, bro, you can't take four or five years off and just think, oh, because my homeboy's the coach, you know, my man's the coach, you know, saying, and he puts me back in the game, like it's all sweet, you know. And I can get back out here and uh, 
and, and, and wreck shop. Like, nah, bro, it don't work like that. Like, like the NFL is a 24-7, 365 job. You know what I'm saying? Like, even in the offseason, you know, <laughs> these guys are working out, taking care of their bodies, you know what I'm saying, doing the mental reps, you know what I'm saying, doing whatever they got to do to be ready for the next season, man. You know what I'm saying? You can't just hop, hop out, hop back in, and think that you can, you know, pick up where you left off. And where, and where you're picking up from wasn't that great to begin with. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man, like, yeah, that's, that's how I feel about Tebow, man. Great guy overall, I think. Better analyst than he ever was a football player or a baseball player. You kind of see the attention whore, his ego, he wants to be in, in, in the news. And, you know, part of that to me is, is disingenuous to a, to a degree, to me. Like, you know, you're not good at this. Like, if you wasn't, he wasn't your homeboy. Like, okay, my, I go back to Colin Kaepernick, too. You kneeled in prayer and it was okay. But him kneeling for, for police brutality is wrong. The same gesture, how it was interpreted and received by white America, mm -hmm. different. Mm -hmm. And he could have used his white privilege to say, Colin said it for something, the same way I said it for something. So I'm at a point there, JC, when white people don't use their privilege for the advancement of others, it's disingenuous because you do the same exact mm -hmm. gesture as mm -hmm. Kaepernick did. Yours mm -hmm. is about prayer. His is about police brutality. Because, you know, mm -hmm. in America, we love the Lord. We love Jesus. We're Christians. We're evangelicals. We're about the Lord. Right. When you use right. that same religion to enslave my people and keep us right. at bay, use that as power. Right, right. That's why I look yeah. at him like in that light of like, nah, bro, I can't respect you, respect you bro. You was a tension whore. And you ain't, you, mm -hmm. you ain't really with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. You know, like I said, you know, that's, that's, that's well said, boss. You know, uh, and then, like I said, I think as far as with uh, Urban Meyer, man, dude should never got the job. Cronyism. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I think he's going to, I think he's going to fail. He's going to fail, like, in a fantastic fashion. Like, this, thinking, this is going to help him fail because guys are going to be like, yeah. nah, this dude, I don't respect you, dude. Screw you. Yeah, like, you know, the his decision making, you know, you really have to question at this point. You know, you hired the, the racist uh, strength coach from Iowa. And then he resigned like a day or two later. You know what I'm saying? You're bringing in Tebow, you know, and he's, he hasn't played in five years. And you're trying to – and also, man, and how are you going to try to switch uh, Travis Etienne to a receiver? Like, what, where do you at it? Exactly. He's you know what I'm saying? Yeah. every down running back. You, you know, right. I'm making like Le'Veon Bell or something. But, right. But let him, let, him, let him be a running back first, then add that to his game. Right. Let's not start from yeah. day one. Right, you know what I'm saying? Let him, yeah, kind of fill him out and run it back. And then, you know, if you think you make position change, then you do it. But, yeah, like I said, I, I just I think this whole Jacksonville experiment is going to be a total disaster, man. And I think Urban Meyer, man, is going to be fired or he's going to quit, you know, do the – He already don't hard. When he gets hard, he quits. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He's going to quit after I get, get him three seasons, tops. I think yeah. he's going to be out of there, man. Oh, my heart, or I'm too stressed out. I need to spend time with my family. He knows right. he, time with his family. Right. When he, goes three, when he goes not three and 13, but three and 14, and now the 17 games in the regular season. Yeah. Like, that's come. Yeah. And, bro, um, I've been watching these Kwame Brown lives, bro. Like, like, bro, I think it's funny how he attacks 
Stephen A. and Charlemagne, the, the clown, and all the rest of them, DJ Envy. But, bro, let's just, let's just hit that first, but I want to hit this far, too. You know, he he built his following, but he's spreading these mistruths. And I want them is about opportunity zones. I would get there because that's just a code for justification. All right, we'll get that. And, you know, the liberal democratic agenda for Jamel Hill, no. Uh, we got to look at black interests versus white nationalism. And I'm not Democrat or Republican. I'm independent. But I, I know what judges I want. I know what policies we've the people need. Uh, let's look at Memphis, infrastructure. The Tennessee GOP don't want to pay for infrastructure. Look at the, the I-40 bridge in Memphis where JC's at. So when Kwame Brown talks, he's perpetuating these mistruths about political policy, how it all goes hand in hand, in hand with each other. Because that's my, my degree in public policy, JC. That's, my, that's what my, my degree is, my master's in. So when I hear it to talking about opportunity zones and liberal democratic agenda, fool, this is about black interest versus white nationalism. But we'll get to that after, after we address the issue with Matt Barnes and Stephen Jackson and Kwame going on Stephen A and, you know, Shaw Man the Clown, the Breakfast Club. What have been your thoughts on hearing Kwame Brown and his mama's cooking all week long, bro? Hey, bro, am I the only one that didn't even know what Kwame Brown's voice sounded like until this Same here. I didn't know, no idea. Dude, he even played for the Grizzlies during the time that I was covering the team, and I, I still don't remember interviewing him or ever hearing him talk. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? So, like, Kwame has had so much – think about it. He has had so much built up over, what, 20 years? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, he is just coming out, just spraying everybody, man. Like, he's the Tupac of social media right now, man. Like, he is on everybody's ass, man. And I'm, it's entertaining. I'm here for it. Um, you know, it, it, you know, on one side, you're thinking, damn, these things, like, they're 40 years old. And, um, you know, they, they beefing and uh, going back and forth on social media like teenagers. But on the other end, it's highly entertaining, man, because I didn't know Kwame had such a, you know, personality, you know what I'm exactly. saying? And, and, and things he's saying about Matt Barnes, Becky with the good hair, that's hilarious. Um, you know... Uh, Charlemagne the Violator! <laughs> <laughs> what he was saying about Jack, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was, it was hilarious, man. Um, you bald-headed! This bald-headed! Right, 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 you know, and you know, I think at some point um, my bad, bro. You still there? Okay. Yeah, I'm here. I think at some point, um, oh, hold on, dog. My fault, my fault. Yeah, live here, call, JC's technical <laughs> issues, but he's back. <laughs> yeah, incoming call, my guy. But, um, but basically, man, so, yeah, what I was saying, yeah, it's just like, it's crazy to me, man. Uh, and I think at some point, some point in time, they will, you know, probably, He'll, he'll come on the podcast and they'll try to squash it and everything, man. But these last week, this last week or so has been, you know, top-notch quality, man, as far as uh, the social media entertainment, man. But, I mean, Kwame, Kwame was speaking the truth, man. But I, I think, like I said, you know, over the 20 years and then just everything built up and, you know, there was revelations that I didn't know uh, about as far as, you know, when he was drafted. I didn't know Jordan had designs or plans on trading him for Elton Brand. I, that was news to me, mm -hmm. which makes sense now when I look back on it, like, okay, um, 
Like, why in the hell would Michael, you know, coming back for just a year or two, why would he want to, you know, put all his stake in a, you know, a daisy fresh, you know, 17 year old kid out, out of high school. And, and Kwame was the first ever high school player drafted number one in the NBA draft. You know what I'm saying? So um, now looking back on it, it makes sense that Jordan was trying to trade him for Elton Brand so they could try to make a playoff uh, push, their playoff run, you know, his, his final uh, year or two in Washington, man. So he wasn't like, Kwame was 17, man, and, you know, got all this pressure of the world. And then, you know, you got Jordan barking at you every day in, in practice, man. You know, that would make anybody want to cry and uh, quit or whatever, man. Homeboy, Doug Collins. Yeah, yeah. Like, Kwame, it was a um, – he, he was dealt a bad hand, you know, from, from day one. You know what I'm saying? I think, you know, if Jordan if, – if he wouldn't have been drafted by the Wizards, wouldn't have been drafted – or if Jordan wouldn't have been there, you know, at all – Kwame would have been at least, you know, borderline all pro. You know what I'm saying? Most definitely. Most definitely. And, and you know, his confidence got shot early, you know? Right. And he he explained that about his hands being small, he broke his metal car in his hands and broke his wrist in Gainesville. So, it kind of flipped the – yeah, if you break your hand, yeah, he's kind of a bent. So, yeah. So, yeah. Let me take that back. Let me take that back. All right. I said borderline (laughs) all pro he could have been a serviceable a starter. A serviceable, yeah. Let me take that back. Let me walk, let me walk that back. He could have been a serviceable starter. I'm thinking career, what a career 15 and eight, career 16 and eight type of guy, like a Matt you know, Geiger type or Horace Grant type. Yeah, maybe a guy in consideration to make an All Star team every, every once in a while. But um, I think like he could he could have had he could have had a better career if Jordan wouldn't have been involved. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. And you know what? You know, like I said, you know. He's right. A lot of dudes do be sitting up here talking about black men like, like all the time. Like, like you, like he's right about this. The media never covered Chad, we, we, Chad Wheeler, who beat up that girl in Seattle. It was reported and it went, and it went away. He's right about that. But Deshaun right. Watson, oh, new lawsuit. Deshaun Watson, Watson that. You know, so Stephen A. Smith has got a career out of downing black men on, on, on first take. Yeah. And being loud. I mean, yeah. He's right about that. Chris Broussard, he just be lying about stuff. Mm-hmm. Rob Parker caught somebody a cornball, caught arbitrary cornball, which he is. But what well, well, you are too, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. The pot caught the color black on that, on that one. So he's yeah. made valid points. And Jamil, yeah. he was a code switcher. Now, what did, okay, all right. Okay, so I missed it. Uh, what, what was probably going to Jamil Hill? She tried using a, a game of Thron- Thrones representing that Kwame Brown shows violence. Oh, he, okay. He interpreted it. Kwame, Kwame misunderstood what she, what she was saying. But yeah, he, he, he wasn't going for that. I got you. So basically, basically, if you if you if you you uttered Kwame's name, if you were in the media, you know, if you uttered his name, he's he's gunning for you. Yeah. Because uh, he feel like she yeah. invoked because because remember, then then uh, Charlemagne the God went on and said, Well, his daddy was a killer and and his so the same that after she's posted, so it's kind of like a snowball effect. Yeah, he said he's taking it personal. I know he shot back at Charlemagne about the rape case, rape charge, and all that, you know. But I think you know before these other people got involved, all Gilbert Arenas and Gilbert's an asshole. Can I, can I say that? I say that. Yes. Right? Um, you know, Gilbert is a career asshole. So, um, we all know Gilbert's story and. But I think they were they were just, you know, talking about basketball-wise. You know what I'm saying? 
his basketball ability. And I, like I said, I guess, you know, all the shots Kwame's been taking over the years, it just got to a point, it reached a boiling point. And he exploded to where he took it personal and he took shots at them out, 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 you know, off the court. You know what I'm saying? When they were taking shots at him as far as on the court, it, nothing was said about him off the court, but just on the court, his ability. But, yeah. you know, he took I can joke, too. He, I got yeah. my mama's cooking. I can joke, too. Right. I got my right. mama's cooking. Yeah. I got, you know, she got the like, seasoning on me. I got, right. I'm a geeky. It was entertaining for us, but at the same point, it's kind of sad. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, you, you took it, you know, you that touch, you that in your feelings. You know, they get their, jo their jokes off about you on the court. Well, you got to shoot back at them about stuff off the court. Yeah, like, you that know, part didn't add up to me, man. Yeah. Well, I, I I know that he talked about Brown Taylor's. It kind of been her fault that she got killed. She went with that thug. So mm -hmm. Kwame Brown's MAGA people. So you all know he's he, he's a MAGA dude. Mm -hmm. So while oh. it's, it's funny, I have a hard time watching it because I know he's a MAGA dude. You know what? It's funny you mentioned that. I kind of thought that just kind of listened to him talk and everything. But uh, he why does he remind me of Carl Malone for some reason? You know what I'm saying? Like they both from the country and, and they're both from the, the country. Louisiana low country, South Carolina yeah, low country. He, you know, you know Carl Malone voted for Trump. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. It's like yeah, he's MAGA. You can hear what right. he, he talking about opportunity zones, Kwame Brown. Right. That's COVID for justification, sucker. And right. Let me explain opportunities to all you people. So who all you don't know. Yeah. It means that the taxes for the for the property in these designated areas. Just that job, just just find out mostly black. You mm -hmm. defer the tax, the tax hit, or pay no taxes at all. Mm -hmm. if you're in, the, you're in the, the zone for some amount of time. You don't pay no taxes on it. And right. who has enough money to go invest in these opportunity zones? These low in these mm -hmm. areas where they 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 deem opportunity zones mostly black areas. So you for private mm -hmm. equity funds, hedge funds, you know, real estate conglomerates to go mm -hmm. buy a property, force the blacks out of the eminent domain. And or their apartment complex or rent rent such a homes and rebuild mm. up all these houses who are three and four stories high. It's happening in every yeah. city, Memphis, Nashville, Atlanta, Charlotte. So he talks about opportunity zones. I'm like, do you realize you you talk about I'm full of black people? You, you that's hurting your own black people. Mm. So yeah. and I'm like, dude, you have money, it don't hurt you. Mm -hmm. The same people right. saying you for the what you believe in policy-wise is hurting them. Mm -hmm. and I'm like, that's why I'm up to his zones and liberal democratic uh, talking points. I'm like, bruh, if you for black people, you go black interest versus white nationalism. Yeah. White nationalism is, is parties from the Republican Party, Democratic Party for, for a while. Then after the Civil Rights Act, it went to the Democratic mm -hmm. Party who well, white nationalists went to the Republican Party. It moved. Yeah. So right. I'm about for the people. I'm about policies that help people. Like in Tennessee. They right. cut the, they cut their un unemployment benefits. People still don't see the bridge in Memphis right. is broke. They want right. to expand ten care. Uh, so yeah. hospitals is in McKenzie or in Fayette County or up yeah. past Jackson are closing. Yeah, and opportunity yeah. zones in Memphis. You still have been downtown in Memphis. What's happening right. around, around the FedEx Forum and around right. the Rights Museum? Come on, man! Like so opportunity zones. That's why Jason like people when you don't get sucked in. He's Feeding you the he talks about feeding the, the plantation no spot if you read have common sense. And then mm -hmm. people Dr. Umar Johnson says, JC, we are, I want to have a, a no black vote. The blacks will hold a whole day votes. Okay. You mm -hmm. that happens, you hurt the the same people who you trying to help, you hurting them. Because mm -hmm. if, if Warlock and Ossoff would have won Georgia, we have got stimulus tax, JC. 
No. Yeah. Not not so yeah. like when I hear the black people who got these platforms speak about these issues, I'm like, you're harming more than you're helping. Mm-hmm. The bigger picture, man. You know what I'm saying? Definitely gotta take a look at the bigger picture. You know, so definitely, man. I so, feel you on that. That's why yeah. I like when I'm watching, I'm like, really? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. folks, I'll admit to y'all. JC will tell you this. I was a cowboy fan that Jerry Jones was against Kyle Kaepernick nearly. And, and and you know what, man? You know, in regards to that, like once you once you said once you turned your back, you turned your back. You never came back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think I think you I think you're like you're a cowboy fan from afar. Negative. But the way that you used to support, I'm not even a fan still. <laughs> it's not it's it, it's not the same, and, and it may never be the same again, man. You know what I'm saying? And I'm 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 slowly but surely kind of getting back in that you know uh, fandom mode with that with the Cowboys, man. You know you always, you know, what I'm saying like it's like your first love, man. You know, regardless how it may have ended, you always you know gonna feel you know a certain type of way about them. That's how the Cowboys are, man. So you know, but but like I said, but to your credit, man, like you once you once you turned your back, now nah, you. You turned your back. You you closed the door, man. I slammed. For real. I did. Yeah. Hey, once I make a decision on it, yeah, it's over with. It's over I with. Did, I didn't see because I, I got to think about black interest versus white versus white nationalism. That's how I think now because I read yeah. a book about by, by, by Ron Walters. Mm-hmm. You know Amazon. Mm-hmm. Black interest versus white nationalism. That's that's how I think now. If it don't benefit black people and the diaspora as a whole. Don't want me to talk about Palestine. That's a whole, that's another show. Yeah, yeah, but show, so man. I am fully, yeah, people's like, yo, you you woke now. No, I'm just telling you how I always thought, motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just didn't tell you how I thought. Right. Because now you see I me, he, 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 ha with you. I mean, I don't mean that you don't know what I think when I'm in my own realm, when I'm in my own crisis. Exactly. I feel you, bro. So, yeah. I feel you, man. Yeah. So, JC, my man, tell us about this week's show, man. How was it returning to clicks doing the show, bro? Bro, man, it's been awesome, man. Um, you know, the feedback and the love we get, man, doing the show uh, every Tuesday from 7 to 8 at clicks, man. You know, we're going to make it like a live studio audience thing, man. We're going to have special guests coming through. Like, and then after the show, man, you know, we're going to do the uh, karaoke night uh, with my brother, DJ Sweets, man, Three Kings Karaoke. You know, so boss, we gotta get you to come out, man. Man, boss, this is what we're gonna do. Next time you in Memphis, all right, you're gonna come on, you're gonna do the show with me from seven to eight, essentially a podcast. And then after the show, bro, you sing karaoke, man. You singing karaoke, boss. All okay. Right? I'm taking no for an answer, man. I'm not taking no for an answer. Hey, find me an R. Kelly song or something. I should I should I should say that. Not R. Kelly, man. <laughs> Not R. Kelly, man. Uh, uh, maybe be ca- Sparkle be careful. Featured R. Kelly. How about that? Yeah, all right. We do all right. Bet. Bet, man. All right. We're going to make it happen. We're going to make that happen, dog. But, uh, but yeah, man, y'all check out the show, man. Uh, broadcast live uh, each and every Tuesday from 7 to 8. Uh, at 7 Central uh, to 8 Central. Uh, broadcast live on Facebook, YouTube, man. We, we all over the place. Central AF Podcast. Season 2.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.